0: find your spot put it in park here we go
1: It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is going on, everybody? Deaver here for episode 44 of the Free Parking Podcast, alongside my co-host, Bush.
0: Deaver, what's up, baby? Your number, it's you today. It's 44.
1: That's the number, 44. There's a couple other big 44s out there. Kimono Tiemann is the first one that comes to mind. Current Pittsburgh Steeler, Derek Watt, TJ and JJ's other brother. The fullback comes to mind really quick. Hank Aaron,
0: 44 as well. A lot of big 44s. Interesting. A lot of big 44s today.
1: So excited for that one for sure. Hopefully it brings this episode some some energy, you know? Hey, speaking of energy, we need some after what happened just last week. Give us the local update. We've been following the hungover season the entire the entire stretch of the way. Game updates, MVP of the day updates, pump-up videos, and it all came down to the championship game last week versus M&J Roofing.
0: It all came down to the championship game last week versus M&J Roofing in which we got – foots shoved in places that the sun doesn't shine annihilated smoked. absolutely annihilated smoked Creamed, fried. Yeah. smashed yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know what it up and spit out yes exactly it was a you know great mentality going into the game we had a couple hype videos that you made for us which was awesome um and you know these it was it was a beautiful night right so yeah. everyone's feeling good. Yeah. Bats were not working. We made yeah. errors in the field where mm. we didn't really make errors in the field all season long. I don't understand what was what like jitters maybe. Was it the big game hype? Yeah, I mean for, hey, first
1: year in the league, right? That's mm-hmm. got to be tough. You're going against the defending champs. They should have been undefeated the entire year. First overall seed. Do they escape They're a, they're a pretty tough looking team. Yeah, everybody they are with tattoos. Everybody probably takes a little bit of you know they, they wouldn't probably pass an NFL drug test they look they, they look tough uh, I heard two conflicting score reports I don't know if we had the straight up score report 17 to 5 I heard once and then somebody told me like 21 to 3 so
0: yeah we had at least five I'm very certain it was they had less than 20 more than 15 and we definitely had five so it was in that 15 to 20 region to five
1: I got to hop into the Hungover's group chat as, you know, I was briefly a part of the season, also kind of, I don't know, digital content guy for the for the team making the graphics. Mm-hmm. And that night, after I wished you guys luck, and I didn't get a text around, like, I don't know, eight thirty nine o'clock, when the game was at 7, the game should have been over at that point. I didn't see a, we go into the bar text. I didn't see a F yeah boys text. I was like... Mm-hmm. Maybe I should let this one sit for a day. And I think I reached <laughs> out the next day. I was like, hey, by the way, you lost, right? And it's, I text you like, you guys lost, huh? Or how'd it go?
0: Yeah. Not good. Hey, hungovers round two, though, coming up. Absolutely. So in two weeks, Steve's, we're kicking the season right back up. It's as if this season, you know, we don't have a long off season to think about this loss. We're getting right back into it. Interesting. I love Interesting. that. I love that. So, so what's fall, softball? Fall ball, baby. Same place. Love it. We're gonna have double headers. So it's an eight game season, right? Okay. But because the Playmore guys know us pretty well now from all the content that you've made and that we yep. posted and they've reposted, they you know, they respect us too. Cause you know, multiple times in that championship, he was like, Hey, uh, you know, you guys are incredible for such a young team. These guys have been playing softball for 20 years. Like, yeah, you know, you guys have a lot of potential. Anyway, what I'm getting at is Team GM Eric sugars has negotiated a contract with Playmore sports to potentially have only four days of travel the entire season and have double headers for four weeks. That way we only have to go there. Four weeks instead of eight, driving forty-five minutes eight times. Yes,
1: that's huge. That's huge because it's about forty-five minutes away. I love that. Wow, the players—the players' negotiation with the league is coming along nicely. It sounds like.
0: Yeah, it's going very well. Play more ownership is uh is very reasonable to work with. All you got to do is talk to him.
1: <laughs> love it. Well, GM Eric Sugar is getting his wish. Maybe less travel days, less wear and tear on the body. You see, guys talking about the all-time in the leagues. Doubleheaders might be tough, but. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be able to ride momentum, right? You win one game, you're going to win the next. It might be tough, though, if you lose the first game bouncing
0: back. Exactly. Now, M&J Roofing, the team that the Hungovers lost to in the championship last uh, last season, a.k.a. last week, we uh, will not be seeing them in fall ball. So we're not quite sure if there's going to be another juggernaut in this league or not or if the juggernaut's going to be us. So we're not Yuck. sure
1: let's hope it's you guys let's hope it's you guys but like you said short-term memory loss two weeks right back into it love it well best of luck we'll i guess be posting fall ball content maybe we'll put a little like fall ball swing on remember in the world series they put like the leaves in the corner of the of the graphic maybe we'll do something like that yeah Uh, yeah yeah, it's up to you you're the guy doing it true i'll ask myself later (laughs) other updates fundy big time now production value going way way up in North Jersey. That's what we call Tom's River. Sorry for, for all you Tom's River listeners. North Jersey. funny getting a tripod.
0: Dude, Fundy with the big $10 tripod purchase for Funny <laughs> Fridays. I, dude, I'm impressed that he making pulled a, this one off.
1: Making a real investment back in the company. Appreciate you, funny.
0: Yeah, an incredible investment of $10 tripod, <laughs> which is also dual serving as a selfie stick.
1: Yes. Yes, bravo.
0: Incredible. Bravo. Incredible.
1: When, when you got those arms, though, you kind of need a selfie stick. Like, my selfie <laughs> stick's my arms. When you got little arms, like, he's going to hate that. Hey, he, he gave me some smoke on his funny video this week. If you guys haven't checked it out, check out his Friday, funny Friday video. He gave me some smoke because I didn't ship out his shirt. I didn't. I, sorry, funny, I didn't get your free shirt shipped to you in time. I bought him a present and didn't have time this week with work to ship it. Sorry. And he's so giving he gave me me, smoke? Oh, he gave me smoke. Yeah, of course.
0: Dude, you got me that, that Tampa Bay Rays hat. I didn't ask you about that until you came home three months later and handed it to me.
1: Wait a minute. First off, Fundy's complaining he didn't get his shipment, which is a gift from, from Hammonds and I. Second, we're, telling, we're saying he made a $10 investment back into the podcast with this tripod, right? He bought it with the gift card he won during the marbles race, dude. We paid for that half of that. At least we paid for half of it.
0: Dude, that's the best part. Like whenever any free parking guys win, it's always like, yo, put it right back in next guy. Let's go. Bundy (laughs) took that card and bought himself a $10 selfie stick. (laughs) I'm
1: like, I don't care. But the stream, if you guys haven't been on a Monday Night Marble stream, please check it out on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash free parking pod every Monday, 830. Giving out a ton of cool stuff throughout the thing at the very end. It's an Amazon gift card, and like you said, always like, hey, put it back into the account. Let's run it back. Let's do another race. Let's give it to our followers. Funny bolts immediately,
2: immediately.
1: Oh, DJ Nader, I'll drop my, uh, I'll drop my email in the uh, in the chat. You can, you Here's can send my that. Demo. You could send <laughs> that right here. He probably bought the fun, the, the selfie stick that night.
0: I uh, no joke, no joke, dude. That's classic, classic out of funny. Just takes it, and of all things, I mean, I know ten bucks isn't that much, but of all things, buys a selfie stick. <laughs>
1: Hey, at least he did put it back, right? He did put it back somehow. So yeah. we'll give him that. Uh, if you guys haven't checked him out, he's hasn't missed a single week. The most consistent guy of the crew. He'll send me those videos at 2 in the afternoon or 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. So give Fundy a uh, shout-out. His Yanks, he's not loving how his Yanks are doing right now. We're not going to talk about them tonight, but he said they're, they're not doing too hot. So, uh, hey – Another big thing that the crew has been doing, we'll have a YouTube video up shortly, if not by the time you're listening to this podcast, we are launched. The Free Parking fancy Football League is out. We're using Yahoo. The boys have a 10-team league. We have some fierce rivalries in this league. We had a league last year. You probably guys followed our content. But now, a couple new teams. Chopping Block has joined the fold. Think Cap has joined the fold. Fundy, who apparently wins every single league he's in. I think he's in six or seven. He's into talking a lot of game. Again, talking a Literally lot of Literally the
0: least ranked draft. He had a D-minus draft.
1: draft uh, Hammonds had the D-minus. Hammonds, oh, the football he? guy. Hammonds, the guy who falls asleep to NFL Network guy. D-minus <laughs> draft. But he may know something that we all don't know. Even Yahoo Fantasy doesn't even know. I find it hard to believe, but we will see. I might be nervous. I might be nervous. So anyway, you guys can follow our fancy football content throughout the year on our social media accounts. And also check out the draft. We did it live on Twitch. So that'll be up on YouTube. You can watch
0: it back. Bush, how you feeling about your team? I love my team, dude. I love my team. Um, honestly, bro. I just, I've never felt this good about a draft. Uh, I had the fifth pick in a snake draft. So it was, I had to wait a while for all my picks. Right. And to get a B plus or whatever I got draft ranking and to have Lamar Jackson, to have the guys that I have, I have Zach Ertz and Rob Gronkowski, Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady, like fantasy guys who could go. I mean, do go off. I mean, do go off. So sure. yeah. I mean, they're historic. I'm not, I'm not gambling with these guys. They do go off. So that's what I'm very excited about.
1: Can they still go off is the yeah. question.
0: Yeah. And that, I that's think the question. they can. That, that, that's the
1: question. I know you think they can. That's yeah. the question we'll see answered when the, you know, feet hit the pavement here in a little bit. Uh, one guy we've got to talk about, though. We'll bring him on later. Think Cap, Kevin Kern. The guy has made more acquisitions before the season's even started than anybody I've ever seen before. He has, I think, six or seven waiver claims. And he has how many trade offers out on the board? I think everybody's gotten at least four. From Kevin. Yeah. So it's probably like 40, forty different yeah forty different trade offers. Has he has one been accepted? Has he moved the guy yet?
0: He has one trade that has that has been approved and it was with me.
1: Oh good. Uh, so he's he's batting .04 <laughs> for the season. <laughs> point
0: point oh 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 four. Yeah, yeah. He's looking he's looking really good. Deebs, we gotta give the people a rundown. There's a couple good fantasy uh, league updates today where where we could trade draft picks now. It's a PPR league.
1: Yeah, I think this is the league. This is the league where we start the dynasty. We can trade draft picks. I really like my team on paper. We can talk about it a little bit later. I really like my team on paper. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, so we'll have a ton of content out showing you guys how the updates are going, You know, predictions before the season, who you guys think will win that week. So definitely stay tuned. Hey, while we're talking football, let's roll into it, man. Let's get it going. NFL, nine days away from this recording, nine days away. We'll kick off on Thursday night with the Chiefs. And the Houston Texans, limited fans, Chiefs got their rings recently. Those things are absolute rocks. And my other update from that night was Travis Kelsey. Did you see his fit? Did you see his fit he was wearing that night? I didn't tell you about was It was fire. He was wearing this, I, I don't know what brand Gucci, Louis, I don't know what designer brand. Oh, Dior. It was Dior. He was wearing a Dior suit, but it was sleeveless and legless. So it was, he was wearing Dior shorts and a Dior like jacket, shirt type thing, but it was black and white checkered. It was black and white checkered, and he had the Dior. I think Nike Dior uh, Jordan's on.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. disgusting.
1: Fantastic. So the boys got their rings. Funny's got his ring. I think it's coming to him uh, when I ship his his shirt here uh, in a couple of weeks. What else happened to the football? Oh, uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton has been named the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. I can't believe I was going to say that, but after much debate between Stidham or Newton, obviously what we all thought was going to happen. Cam becomes the starter and team captain of his new team.
0: That's incredible. And you know what, Deeves? I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm surprised he's a captain of this squad. Only reason being is because Cam is a personality and a big one at that. And Belichick's not a personality guy, but he did deal with Gronk for how many years? Who is a gigantic personality, right? Arguably even bigger than Cam. So, I guess my assumption is that Belichick looked at, at Cam, said, all right, I've dealt with personalities before. I know exactly how to handle this, and this guy's really good, and he's a quarterback. I think we can work with this guy as the captain of the New England Patriots.
1: And the word personality is pretty broad, right? Or I'm going to use it here in a broad sentence. Cam Newton's a personality. You know who else is a personality? Randy Moss. Antonio Brown. Rob Rob Gronkowski. LeGarrette Blunt, They're all personalities, right? They're all, they all have a little something that comes with them. Cam though, the personality that he brings with him is a good one. He's a leader. Apparently Bill Belichick came out recently saying that he's the hardest worker either on the team currently, or that he's seen in a long time, the hardest worker, like first in last out type guy. You saw it in the YouTube videos while he was rehabbing this summer. I mean, the guy works his butt off and it sounds like he's doing that. Plus the good vibes with the team, Belichick, might not be much of a hard, you know, hard ass anymore. He's letting it, letting it fly and giving Cam the reins because he sees that he likes to have fun, but at the same time, he's driven and he's going to lead the team to victory. So that's my uneducated take. I'm sure Ham's listening in the other room might want to light up some more Cam Newtons talking in a little bit, but that's my take. And I, I think he's a personality. So Belichick's used to dealing with personalities, quote unquote. Right? Those other names I named, right? Randy Moss came in with an ego. Rob Gronkowski's the party guy, right? LeGarrette Blunt likes a little. It looks a little green. Antonio Brown was the most negative of all those characters. But he's different. He's used to dealing, as a good head coach, he's used to dealing with different ranges of people. That's why Cam Newton's going to be a success in New England.
0: That was a great way to put it, man. You know, people have personalities, but you can either have what's hanging up behind you, that little lit up, uh, what's that? Little lightning bolt. bolt? Yeah, Yeah. you can come in with that kind of personality. You can come in with a thundercloud. And and it's and pouring rain. So, I mean, what our, whatever it is, Belichick has the experience and he's disciplined enough and leads a good team. He knows when he sees a good player, and that's a huge testament to Cam, and I'm super happy for that guy.
1: Psyched for that. Another move, another household-type-ish name recently, especially on your fantasy teams recently, Leonard Fournette. Gone from the Jacksonville Jaguars, picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're talking about – Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady, your fantasy guys, now adding a running back to the mix. The free parking group chat lit up about this Fournette move to the Bucs recently, and I was on the other side of it. You'd think I'd be psyched, right? The local team down here in Tampa getting a new running back, getting a guy who puts up some solid yards. What was my reaction? A peach emoji. A peach emoji. And why did I say peach emoji? Because booty. Leonard Fournette's booty. He's not good. He's not good. He's, he's a system, not a system running back, but he's going to be a part of the running back by committee. They have Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones second, and Peyton Barber, who have done fine there. They're going to add Leonard Fournette that uh, he's fat, he's slow, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to be good. I, I don't think he's going to be
0: like the, the old, uh, every down back. I refrained from the group chat conversation about Leonard Fournette for a couple of reasons. Uh, main because two years ago I had him on my fantasy team and he was an absolute fantasy animal. Um, last year I picked him up on fantasy, one of the top, you know, 20 picks didn't do anything. So I need one more year for, uh, for me to prove <laughs> for or the for the him average, to prove to for me mean, yeah. for the mean. And that's why I completely refrained in the conversation because one, On one hand, I loved him because I won my fantasy league that year that I had him. Two, I lost my fantasy league the next year I had him. So we'll see what happens this year. I don't have him, but we'll see.
1: And the reason that I I got lit up in the group chat about it was not that he's awful, but he's not great. Somebody said, you know, lock in the the Tampa Bay Bucks Super Bowl – Parade, right? Or or lock in their you know, trip to the playoffs, or they're the team to beat in the NFC. Like they're not. It's one guy. Their team moved a fraction of an inch with adding Leonard Fournette to their roster. Fraction of an inch. And to your point about the fantasy points two years ago, he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team last year with Gardner Minshew at the helm. Not saying anything bad about Gardner Minshew, rookie quarterback, new to the team, new to the system, came in, I think what partway through the year, too, correct? They're going to run their guy. They're going to run Leonard Fournette. And he had, what, 1,100 yards last year? They're going to run him because what else do they have? What else do they have? And then the the third and final reason that I got so aggressive about it is because people are worried about what he has done. What have you done for me lately? Meade and I got into it because he was talking about his LSU days and how he was drafted higher than all these guys. You know who was drafted behind him? um, McCaffrey was drafted behind him, and he's heading above a better football player. Than Leonard Fournette is. The running back draft list that got drafted behind Leonard Fournette, who went, I think, fourth overall, is staggering. Alvin Kamara, James Conner, uh, oh man. McCaffrey. McCaffrey, obviously. Dalvin Cook, I believe. Eckler was uh, an undrafted rookie that year. Like the, the list goes on and on of guys I probably
0: take right now over Leonard Fournette. And Deeves to the opposite point of the one you said about Gardner Minshew and they had to run it, he's on a team now that they don't need to run the ball. They have six amazing people that can catch the ball and a goat throwing it to them. Why would you even need to run the ball at this point other than to just get a couple yards to a
1: first down? One one thing I don't know that might make sense, I don't know how he catches the ball out of the backfield. I think the other guys catch the ball out of the backfield pretty well, Barber and, and Jones. I don't know how he does. If he catches the ball in the backfield well, maybe there's a spot. But I just think he's he's going to be a part of the team. He's going to be one of the three running backs, and he'll just get rotated in. And you know, I think they move fraction of an inch. They get they get another piece, but fraction of an inch, and it takes a mile to win the Super Bowl. All right, let's do a little round the horn of, of all our teams. NFL starting up obviously this week. Eagles already early injury woes. A lot of guys sitting out practice. Different offensive linemen. Carson Wentz sat out practice a couple of days. Jalen Rieger is going to miss a couple of weeks now. Bush, can the birds stay healthy, man?
0: Why is it with the Philadelphia Eagles that we always get so damn excited just to be so damn let down every single season, Deaver? It's seriously, it's like at this point, I'm I'm immune to having a feeling about that team anymore. I love them with all my heart. I also love the Patriots with all my heart. How, (laughs) how can I get myself excited anymore? Yeah, we drafted Jalen Rieger. He's like Tyreek Hill. He's got his speed. He's going to be first game. We're going right to either him or d to get the long ball touchdown like we always do against the Redskins in the first game every single year. Oh, never mind. He's going to be out. He's going to be out with four weeks with, a, with an injury. Oh, great. Perfect. The, the guy that we risked it all to get. We, we passed up on, uh, what was his? Uh, Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson with the we just highlighted
1: Justin Jefferson yesterday.
0: Exactly. We passed up on Justin Jefferson, who is probably, and of course, soaring high. Perfectly healthy. Couldn't have been better shape in his life, I bet, right now. Honestly. Honestly. Every other guy that we could have picked is probably perfectly fine right now, Deaver.
1: I'm using the wrong word because they talk about this when teams come into Philly and lose, but it's like it's the Philly flu. Like, they're always fighting through something, it seems like. And not saying you you shouldn't be excited, because you should be excited about the team right now, right? Everybody's 0-0. and We're all 0-0. and Nobody has a win right now. And only one team wins at the end, too. you got to know that. Only one team wins at the end. So your team has recently won. You can't say you're disappointed about this team. I can see where you're nervous and upset, though, moving into the start of the season. I would be a little nervous or upset or just not as confident in my team with the injury struggles they've had because they've had them for the past <laughs> They've had them for the past couple of years. And to start off the season like that, that's tough.
0: It's very tough. And according to the NFL Network, uh, Ian Rappaport, who's also uh, corresponding for the Free Parking Fantasy League, um, talks broke down between the Eagles and Zach Ertz. So on top of all these injuries, now you have a guy who you're signed through tw- with through 2021, and now the Eagles, who have a team right now that can win a Super Bowl. They can win a Super Bowl with their team right now, not signing Zach Ertz, who has more yards through seven years than Tony Gonzalez. Now it's a different game. Yeah, you might be able to say that. However, Travis Kelsey got the money. Uh, The guy from San Francisco, name slipping my mind. You you know him, Thieves. Uh, Kittle. George Kittle. He got his money. And one other guy got his money, too. Can't think of his name. Zach Ertz. Getting the shit end of the stick right now. Why? Why? Dude, he catches all of your touchdowns from Carson Wentz. Why are you not giving him his money? I'll play devil's advocate here. He's definitely the
1: lesser of those tight ends. What? Yes, dude. Yes. He is He is not, on, he is not above Travis Kelsey and or Kittle. He's not. Okay. Okay. No, he, no, he's no, that's not. Fine. Yes, that's he, fine. He's not there. So he's not getting their money. If he wants their money, he's not getting their money. And second, dude, think of it as the, the, the GM right now. Think, think of it as, as, as Howie. Dallas Goddard. Is he ready to go? Is he ready to go? He might be. He might be. They he dra- was a it was a first round draft pick, right? He was a first round draft pick. He's caught in a ton of balls. He's caught a ton of balls last year. He might be ready at the same time. Why pay him when we have Dallas?
0: Yeah, and, and that's a great
1: point. And I know it hurts because Zach Ertz has been the flagship of this team for a really long time. Recently, really nice. long time. More consistent than you know. He can't. He's been there since went, before Wentz. He's mm-hmm. a face of the franchise. Love the guy to death, does things for the community, great on the field, team player, captain. But it might be
0: time. So Dallas Goddard is signed also through 2021. So both their contracts are going to be up in 2021. Interesting. So we'll see. But who's going to
1: be the cheaper bargain? Who's going to be the bargain?
0: And, And, you know, your devil's advocate was great because, you know, I was infuriated that you said that for a second, but your devil's advocate makes complete sense. And Dallas Goddard... I love that guy, man. We couldn't have a better backup. Yeah. I think he might be the best backup tight end in the league.
1: And, that, and I think I just can say that with experience from the Antonio Brown Chronicles. It's like, if it's time for him to go, it's time for him to go, man. Like he won a Super Bowl with, with the Eagles as an Ertz. Antonio Brown did some great things with the Steelers. When it's time to go, it's time to go. If he doesn't want to be there. Or if they're having issues, we have another guy in the helm though. I, I trust enough Juju or I trust enough Dallas to take a risk as a team. And ride with one of those guys. It's not like you're, you know, there's nobody in in, in the wheelwork, right?
0: Yeah, Dallas Goddard. I'm telling you, man. I mean, he caught multiple touchdowns last season. He's a big dude. Um, back when I had uh, worked for the Eagles in 2017 or 2018, it was um, I used to have to drive the rookie players around from hotel to Novacare complex for training camp over the summer. Dallas Goddard sat in the passenger seat in this big Eagles van that I was driving, right? And I take him to the hotel. And this is why I love him so much. Take him, go to drop him off at the hotel. He holds his hand out. He goes, hey, thank you very much, man. And you know me with my hands. Your hands are gigantic. Even when we shake hands, my hand is like engulfed, right? Yeah. His hand is easily, easily an inch bigger on every single finger than yours. It was the most insane handshake I've ever done in my life. I felt like the, I felt like a female. I felt like a female.
1: Like an inferior man.
0: Like an inferior man is what I felt like.
1: A young, a young boy.
0: Right. Correct. Uh
1: that was like right. I'm picturing like the scene where like Mean Joe Green throws his jersey. Thanks, Mean
0: Joe. Like, <laughs> thanks, and the thing Dallas is, these, the thing is, these Dallas Goddard got drafted out of college. He was what 22. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 20. 21 yeah. <laughs> at the time, yeah. and I'm shaking his hand, and it's like, swallow my head, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure how that that's gonna work out, man. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Because the season's coming up, and if he's unhappy, I feel like he's still gonna play. I feel like he's still gonna play. He, he's gonna play. They'll be fine.
0: Yeah. But yeah, you want? We'll go, you, we'll go to the Bucks when Gronk's done. Uh, watch. You want him oh.
1: signed pre-season pre- before the season, though? You want that done? I guess right.
0: Personally, I want to lock Zach Ertz up because I want to lock him up for at least two more years till 2022 or 2023. Do you think he will
1: converse during the season? Do you think they'll talk or you said they're done? They're done for now.
0: They're Zach. Zach himself is the one who stopped conversation because they gave him an offer that was like, you kidding me? Oh. They, they presented him with an offer that was like borderline insulting for everything right. he's done for that organization. And so he said, I'm not talking to you guys about this anymore.
1: Let's play right football. Right hey, let's play football. Yeah. So we're going to play football in a couple weeks. Playing right now, hockey, three game sevens in round two of the playoffs, heading into the conference finals next week. One of them is our Philadelphia Flyers. I honestly cannot believe we are here having this conversation right now, being being down 3-1 in the series, and not only being down 3-1 in the series, because I'm a big optimist, right? I'm a big optimist, but at the same time, I'd like to be a realist. And the Flyers this series, if you, I look at it from a realist perspective, even going into game seven, the, the, the They have Game 7 tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to this podcast on Saturday. Going into Game 7, they've only won overtime games where they have blown the lead. I think the Islanders throughout this series have been harder to the puck. They've wanted the puck more. They've gotten to the dirty areas. I think they're an overall systematically a better team under Barry Trotz. They're boring, but they kind of lull the Flyers, keep them out to the blue line. Their first line was struggling early on in the series to score as they have been the entire playoffs. And the Islanders are getting those chances because they're playing on the puck harder and playing better as a unit. They're not like, you know, skating down the ice, deking out three guys and going top shelf. No, but they're getting into the corners. They're keeping us up. You know, they're, they're keeping us in the zone on the four check. They're doing the little things that like a hockey guy would look at, I guess, or, you know, a hockey coach would drool over. That's what the Islanders are doing. And that's what scares me with the Flyers. They're like one break away even in that overtime game, they're one break away from losing the season being over, even in the next game coming up. They had a 2 nothing lead in game six, man, a 2 nothing lead. And why were the Islanders able to chip back? Because they do all these little things right.
0: You've been saying that for a while, that the Islanders keep on doing the little things right, and I would totally agree. However, I don't think systematically they are a better team. I just think against the Flyers, the matchups are better for the in the islanders favor, it doesn't okay. make them a better ultimate team clearly the flyers are the better ultimate team because we were the number one seed going into the playoffs however matchup bad matchups happen we didn't beat the islanders once in the regular season we right. were still the best team in the league and that's
1: what i mean maybe not better team on paper but like the way they play hockey that's what i'm okay. saying against the flyers so matchups right the way they play hockey against the flyers and, and they've beaten a bunch of other teams this season but yeah the way they're playing hockey against the flyers i think that's the flyers aren't ready or don't have a plan for it and even last night man i just keep seeing these little holes the flyers went in overtime carter hart stopped 55 shots or something 56 shots
0: 49 or sorry
1: 49 shots on 49 saves on 56 shots or whatever the the stats came out to he's put a 50 a 50 burger on saves and the flyers put up, I think like 29.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, that's just that's, a testament to Carter Hart, but testament it's, to Carter also, Hart. it's also a, it's also a kind of a knock on our offense.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: So here's the other thing I want to add about the NHL Stanley cup playoffs as you, my friend are well aware because you're the hockey guy here at free parking. However, currently I'm watching, currently I'm watching a number one seed, Go up against a number five seed Deaver. And they are in game seven. A number five seed against a number one seed, right? Vancouver, Vegas. Vancouver, Vancouver, and Vegas. Right. My point is NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, as you are well aware, anyone can win on any given night, just like any other sport, but especially in the playoffs, the seeding does not matter. It's who's hot. Number one seed Flyers, number six seed Islanders, game seven. Number one seed Knights, number two seed, or number five seed Canucks, game seven. Who's the other game seven, Deves?
1: Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche just finished up today.
0: And that was – I think that was a, a two and a three? Yeah. Once again, could have gone either way. So it's just the Stanley Cup playoffs, and, and I'm not concerned with the Flyers. If they win at the Islanders and if they beat them in game seven tomorrow – it's a fresh start, and, I, and I'm excited for him again. I'm not nervous. I know. I'm,
1: I'm excited for him. To, I, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk about it. We'll talk about that when it happens. Okay. So um, the other game seven is another one that wrapped up today. Barn Burner with the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. This one was important to free parking. We'll talk about the Vegas-Vancouver one maybe on the next podcast whoever gets to the conference finals. This one was important to free parking because Bush was riding the Dallas Stars heavy all season. And I did too, right? I picked in my early season prediction as well. You did? You did So the Dow Stars go over and defeat the Colorado Avalanche. Nate and I, and Fundy, I believe, had the abs in the finals. We were riding high on the abs, too. So kind of a win-win of who was going to come out of this one. Bushy, though, I know you've been, been a Stars lover recently. Mm-hmm. They come from behind. Or, sorry, they, they defeat the Avalanche who were trying to come from behind.
0: Exactly. And once again, their goal-scoring power is something you cannot overlook. You look at this Western Conference game, Canucks and Vegas right now. It's going on. It's 0-0 zero, it's zero, zero in the second period. By this point in a Dallas Stars game, there's at least three goals on the board, whether it's total or whether it's just the Stars. And that is why this team is so dangerous. You need a good goalie to go up against them. And in my opinion, if the Flyers can get to the finals against the Stars, I think we're going to see one of the best Stanley Cup playoffs ever because Carter Hart is going up against – one of the top offenses in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now.
1: Absolute bar burner. I, it was the first period, I believe it was 2-2 after the first, or right into the second. I, I, I text Fundy, I said, I hope you bet the over. And, of course, he did, the, the degenerate. Um, but it goes to overtime, <laughs> and, and, the, and the Stars pulled it out. So waiting to see who the Western Conference final opponent for them will be. And tomorrow night we will find out who the Eastern Conference opponent will be for the local, to me, Tampa Bay Lightning Real quick, what I want to cover, the Big Ten might be back. Speaking of Fundy, real quick, we've been bashing up this entire podcast. Did you notice how many times Fundy says back in his Fundy Friday videos? You'd think he'd be a chiropractor the amount of times he says back in his Fundy Friday videos. But anyway, the Big Ten is voting to possibly be back again so Fundy can talk about them being back and baseball and football being back. Big Ten, potentially back. (laughs) I can't even say it anymore. (laughs) Big 10 potentially returning to play uh, after voting to cancel their season. Uh, I think they may vote at some point next week to resume the season or start the season, whatever, by Thanksgiving. So a pretty, yeah. a pretty wishy-washy move by those guys to come all big and strong and tough and cancel the season when the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 said we're riding this thing out. Pac-12, the softies out there, they're, they're not going to play. Yeah, They're not playing.
0: No one cares anyway. Leave,
1: leave them out there. I'm pretty sure California is a different, different country anyway.
2: Yeah,
1: Pac-12 is gone. Big Ten might be back. That's exciting. But there was a concerning report today from the Big Ten's team doctor where he talked about COVID-19 and the long-lasting effects it could have on athletes to all different kinds of body parts and organs that seem pretty vital to, to human life and sustainability. So that's a dig. That's a dig to the Big Ten. They might not be back. I don't know. We'll find out in the funny Friday video when he talks about who's back, who's not back. So that's my big 10 update.
2: Go blow. Let me jump
0: in. Let me jump in on the big go 10. It's my ahead. favorite teams of the big 10. Yep. Um, here's one thing that I heard that really resonated, right? So when the big 10 decides they want to start in their season in November, right. And the other teams have been playing for two months at this point already in yep. the, in the uh, sec, ACC and big 12. what, what are you doing like playoffs wise and all that stuff? You're going to be going up against a team that has two more months of hard true gameplay they're out I don't think they're a part of the college football playoff
1: they're out they might play in the bowl games if there's bowl games but I think they're out of the playoff system I really do I don't so then why is it worth it
0: it? then why why even do it 10
1: championship for the big 10 championship I guess and even that I think they might have an internal schedule still obviously they'll just play big 10 teams somebody was like oh it's for the Paul Bunyan trophy and for the little trophies that like the rivalries you know Minnesota versus Wisconsin Michigan Ohio State like those little rivalry games where they win the different things it's not for that, dude. You're winning the, play na- you know, playing the national championship game and win the entire thing, right? You're going to win all those trophies on the way because you're going to go undefeated to get there. Right. But that's what it's for.
0: Well, you and I talked about this last episode about how important it was to win those Paul Bunyan trophies and the Battle for Michigan trophies and, and how important it is for those small towns. So I'm not, I'm not knocking those in any sense of the form. I, right. say, I say I'm truly sad that they won't happen, but also like – Well, they could happen. They could happen with this. Yeah, but why? But why? You already told us no. Why even try to re- re- recoup it right. when all these other teams are playing already for two months?
1: Right. I did see one thing. I think it was a joke, but I did see one thing that Rutgers, Maryland, and there's one more team, they won't participate. <laughs> they'll they'll, they'll, they'll <laughs> just drop out. The rest of the Big Ten, the big – Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, everybody else will just – It would be like Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, all the, all the bigs, Penn State,
0: yeah.
1: Rutgers, Maryland. They're going to sit this one out, though. Appreciate you guys for coming.
0: Dude, I, I love that. I, I, I love that they come out as if like, we, we can't do it. We're not doing it. <laughs> the rest of the league's are like, it's about time they said it. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like that one reason, like you can't like, I don't know. You don't want to pick that last kid for kickball, right? And it's like teams full, man. Hey, hey, COVID numbers. Like we're trying to keep them down. Less yeah. travel between games and stuff. Rutgers, Maryland. Oh, your last one's in. Like, yeah, sorry, buddy. Like you're New on Jersey the team. high
0: numbers of COVID. Yeah, yeah. we're kind of just
1: yeah. uh, some BS reason to get them out. They'll find it. I hope so. Yeah. God, I hope so. so. Rutgers probably hope so too. They want to see yeah. Shiano though.
0: Yeah. So Deaver, um, obviously college football, we'll wait to hear that. We can report on that one on episode 45, 45 Deaver. That's pretty sweet. But anyway, uh, I want to talk about PGA real quick. I'm always yep. the guy to bring up PGA yep. real quick. Last weekend, dude, one of the coolest, most intense scenarios. I saw the BMW championship. We had John Rahm who was finished. I believe I'm just going to put numbers out there. Cause I don't know what the to... John Rahm minus four, right? Yep. Dustin Johnson coming up about two holes behind him had a, shot to the green, he needed to hit it to have a birdie putt to tie John Rahman and force a playoff, right? So DJ pearls one, but okay. he curls it a little too far. Hits the green, or hits right in front of the green, rolls up a hill. He was expecting it to hit the hill and come back and use it as a backboard. Hits the hill, goes up top. Anyway, it's about, I believe it was a 22-foot birdie putt with a double break. Downhill. Downhill, double break, 22-foot putt. If you hit it, you go to a playoff to win a million dollar million seven. If you if you miss it, you end in second. You get a million a million one point oh two mil. Okay, so DJ goes all right, no worries. Looks at it. Commercial break. Comes back. Swear he walks right up and just goes hits it. Center cup. Center Center cup. Cup. Center cup. Center cup. I I was on the couch. I stood up. I go. He just hit that. He just hit that. That was insane. Like it was it was nuts. And then playoff happens Steves right dj bangs one out shanks it to the left john what was the Ram playoff sh-
1: format like 18 a bunch of times like 18 18 18
0: yeah exactly okay. precisely so same whole dj just hit that big putt on right dj bangs one way far to the left john rom hits one pretty solid john rams uh, dj second shot hits it close uh probably about another 22 footer john rom hits one 60. 60- Eight feet, I believe it yeah, was. Yep, Sixty-eight yep. feet away from the pin on the green. Okay. John Rahm says, Hold my beer, DJ. Yeah. Hold, hold my beer. Steps up to his putt. Probably another double breaker. At least could have been a triple breaker with sixty eight feet. feet. Downhill. Let's not forget. Downhill, sixty eight feet. More than likely a triple breaker, if not more than that. Bangs it center cup, wins it. First playoff hold, done. John Ram walks with a million seven, most likely the brand new BMW. Dave, what do they get? Fill us in. What, what's the BMW get? It depends
1: for event. BMW kind of makes sense. that They get into BMW. Some of them have like wacky ones where it's like a three-year lease on a new BMW. But <laughs> honestly, the cars are mostly for like hole in ones. They'll do oh, hole in ones, okay. the car events. BMW, I'm sure had a hole throughout the, the, the you know, the whole one there. but I mean, a million seven, you could buy a couple. You could buy a couple.
0: Yeah, I did look, the reason I know that number, I did look it up. Um, like I said, second place. So, DJ loses the playoffs, still gets 1.02 mil. I think it might have been 1.05 potentially. Jairon walks a one one seven, bro. Tour
1: Gosh champ man. this big, – big month for golf. Tour champ this week. So, that kicks it all off. Tour champ this weekend. U.S. Open a little bit later on, and we're all leading up to the to the birds listen do do doo-doo. masters masters oh coming God. in in november in november but it's coming like we get the masters still so this is kind of cool dude this we still get the cool. masters we get the derby masters. tomorrow like there's a lot of big things happening and i think that golf you know that golf event the bmw championship and that playoff that happened with two big studs on the tour john rome i think takes the lead as the number one player um in the world right now happening at the right time for golf the u.s open is going to be amazing at winged foot i'm very very excited for that one
0: you got any insider info on the uh, wing foot or, or anything you can do you're, you're allowed to talk about
1: honestly if the coronavirus didn't hit i'd probably have been there um so that kind of hurts that kind of hurts i would have loved to check into that one but
0: looking forward to going with you next time uh, when COVID's done
1: uh and next time it comes back to wing foot which could be another 15 20 years so
0: well we'll just go to the next one bro well, whatever course it is it doesn't matter
1: i'm trying to think what's gonna be down here next
0: uh we got connections everywhere, dude.
1: We can go to anyone yeah. we want to yeah, next time. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: I, I don't. Yo,
0: seriously, 2021. Seriously, Deaver, 2021. We need to go to the uh, waste management. I'm serious. I'm serious. Um. Well, the
1: players' championships right here. I mean, it's that's like that's like saying that's like saying that's like your mom. That's what your mom would say. Well, like the players' championships
0: right here. Why do you got all the waste management? <laughs> <laughs> we want to go waste. We could do it both. We could do both though. Yeah. Dude, if they're, if they're remotely close, if it's like one week, popping off work, boom, we'll fly over to Arizona. I need to shotgun a beer on hole 16 at the Waste map.: I'll
1: send a text message. I can send a text message.
0: I, all right. Thank you. Thank you. That's my end of the PGA talk.
1: We'd now like to welcome on owner, president, general manager, head coach of the Fantasy Football League, the football team's owner, Think Cap, Kevin Curran. Kev, what's going on with your boys so far?
2: What's going on? Um, You know, I am honestly, I'm real happy with my roster. Um, I think we've got a lot of potential and especially looking at the other teams in the league. Um, There's some I like a little bit more than others, but I think my team, the football team, is right up in there with with the best in the league this year.
1: Yeah, first off, thank you for taking the time. I know you have a busy schedule. You've been adding and dropping players. We're still nine days away from the first game upon this recording and you've added and dropped, I think, Four or five players so far from your original draft roster one of which was a kicker which you haven't had I I didn't think you were going to pick one up
2: Mm -hmm. this roster
1: spot was available
2: yeah it was available for a while there um you know I didn't see a kicker I loved so I'm not going to have a player I don't love on my fantasy football team that's kind of the way I'm attacking this season Um, and then this today um, I'm sure you guys are going to talk to me about that very recently or very soon here but today I saw a kicker I like so I went out and got my guy
1: so you pick up Ryan Suckup. What was your thought process going through picking up a fantasy kicker? Were you, did you have like a tryout basis? Were you seeing who made the most balls in practice? Do you have special film with the kickers that were available still? I'm picturing it like, you know, last day at training camp, right? You got 10 balls. You got a 30-yarder. You got a 40-yarder. You got 50-yarders. Who hits the most?
2: Is that what you did, basically, yeah, it's, it's with YouTube like videos it's, and it's ESPN highlights? Like uh, you got to find the guy that fits your team's culture, first and foremost. Right. But second of all, you know, fantasy football kickers, it really comes down to getting a kicker on a good offense. And just today, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dropped uh, their kicker. They waved uh, something gay, and they picked up Ryan Suckup and i saw an opportunity to get a little bit of that tom brady tampa magic and i thought you know what suck up he was a top fantasy kicker last year he got cut by the titans i think because of an injury and i'm like you know what i gotta go get my guy
1: so not only did you just pick up a kicker but you just picked up a kicker that just got picked up
0: right i have that correctly so he wasn't on a
2: roster correct
0: bush Okay, I'm sick and tired of this formal fantasy football talk because what in God's name is the football team organization doing? Dude, they've had, and I quote, right now, they have had one, two, three, four, at least with my team, the mother lovers, seven. Trade
1: proposals. I was going to say trade proposals, let alone transactions in the free agency market. Trade proposals.
0: Let alone trade transactions. Uh, I'm sorry, just leak transactions and, and trade proposals. The football team organization, according to Adam Schefter, of our free parking group chat, he's Adam Schefter's bot. He's not technically Adam Schefter. They just spit out tweets from what he says. Boys, I had a very good trade for the football team immediately out of the gates, right? I have Dalvin Cook. Kevin has David Johnson, right? I picked up Duke Johnson, David Johnson's backup. Kevin had, uh, what is it? Alexander Madison. Madison, Dalvin Cook's backup. So let's swap them. Let's swap them, D. Right, right, Mediate so hit, this, please. Mediate this. So you'd let's like swap to
1: swap backup running backs so you can handcuff them with your starting running back. Is that correct?
0: Well, yeah. Now, personally i drafted a hell of a team so i don't technically need the, the handcuff i felt mm. bad for the football team yeah um, so i was like let me give the football team uh duke johnson because god knows david johnson's gonna get hurt correct and i'll take alexander madison in the off chance that dalvin cook gets hurt alexander so, madison
1: first off sounds like a president and and and, yeah. and second correct duke or david or whichever johnson you're holding is gonna get hurt yes correct so kev so, having another johnson isn't a bad idea
2: Yeah. And you know what? So I have two things to address here. Um, First and foremost, I didn't, initially, I didn't love the Duke Johnson for Madison swap because for me, in my opinion, I feel like if Dalvin cook were to get hurt, Madison would be a much more valuable fantasy asset than Duke Johnson would be. That's just, that's my personal opinion. You might disagree with me. Second, I know you're, you're on me about all the trade proposals, right? So I believe, I believe fantasy football is the most fun, when you're as active as possible. If you're in a league and there's no trades, you're not picking up any waiver wires, this guy forgets to set his lineup, it's not fun, you know? You know so, what's the most
1: fun about fantasy football is winning.
2: Winning. Not the right.
1: trade proposals. It's winning the league and it's dominating just your
2: opponent. I like activity. Activity. Exactly. Activity. You like to get get the boys buzzing a little bit, you know, get, get some, some chatter going. And then when you do win, you get to talk your trash on top of – uh, the other people because you can say oh I did this or if you get uh, a, a bad trade on your side all of a sudden they get to talk trash to you and everybody's it, it gets everybody involved
1: so is your plan to be winning with a different lineup every single week will 50 percent of your lineup change other than maybe your starting quarterback and running back is that
2: yeah I uh I do not expect my start my lineup starting week one to be my lineup at the end of the season I mean I'm not even week have... two at this point <laughs> uh, you, you never know what's you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. But I also have a, a view of fancy football players. I try not to get too attached to guys. You know, I try not to get too attached. I see all of my players as assets. It's a business. And I like to, to I like to move around my assets. Understood. To uh, to try and uh, optimize my team while also improving other teams. You know, but Ken, but these are I, all I, great I excuses, get that Ken.
1: No, no, no. I get the business right. It's a business. It's not a love relationship, right? Juju Smith maybe. Schuster, my my beloved Steelers. Juju Smith Schuster is a wide receiver on my team. If a trade came up that made sense to move Juju, it would make sense. But not before the season even starts. <laughs> not before a punt goes in, in the air. Not before yeah. a touchdown's even scored.
2: Hey, hey, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm just trying, trying to have some fun with it. You know, first year in the league, trying to come in. And I think I've made my presence. Yeah, you known. ruffled you I ruffled feathers ruffled a couple feathers. I'm, I actually haven't landed any, I'm not trying to do it. I don't try to do any big trades before the season. Right. But I'm trying to move bench pieces. I'm trying to move a couple flex pieces here and there, you know? Um, And it's funny too, because at the, after the draft, everyone thinks they have the best team ever, you know? So there, there's this kind of perception right after the draft where guys aren't as willing to let go of their players yet, because all you see is potential, you know, all you see is potential.
1: Right. And Unless you're a bad team and you want to make a ton of trades.
0: Which is exactly what the football team is. <laughs> Which is exactly what the football team <laughs> exactly is. exactly what the football team see? is.
1: All of right. the teams that think they have a shot, think that they are good, aren't making moves. They're going to let the <laughs> roster sit. They're going to marinate for a little bit. They're going to see if these players can be the players that they want them to be. And if they can't be those players, that's when they look to make a move.
0: I'll look to make a move like week four or you five. Picked
1: them, <laughs> they're, they're, they're still hot and fresh. You picked them 48 hours ago. <laughs>
2: yeah you know hey you pick them 48 hours ago you see somebody you see another roster that might have a weakness and you say hey i can improve that weakness and they can swap me this guy and hey you never know what's gonna So what happen.
1: are your weaknesses? So give me your weaknesses because obviously you're looking to make moves around and and, and we can look at your roster straight up, but person you know, and decide your weaknesses. But I want just to just like hear a job interview. You. Tell me
2: your no, personal weakness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every job interview, it's one of the hardest questions, right? What's it your is. weakness? And it I and I want tough.
1: you I want you to tell me your weakness. Because there it obviously is, is one if you're looking to show, show, show I mean, my around. answer
2: for job interviews always is I'm a perfectionist. You know, Jesus, Kev. I, you know, you always try, too I try, I stress too much to be the that best one at sucks. all times. It, it, I mean, yeah, it does suck. It does suck. But I mean, that, that, that question sucks. Give me literally. a
1: position I mean, group.
2: Position group.
1: I mean, it's a great answer, but no position group. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Position group. I think my wide, my running backs are solid. I've got Zeke and Austin Eckler, two great PPR running backs. Yep. Receiver. I've got Ridley Woods, Sutton, AJ Green. I've got a lot of real solid wide receiver twos. I think I could improve and get into that wide receiver one tier somewhere by improve it, by swapping some of my bench depth for uh, a slightly better wide receiver. You send a very good wide receiver and a good running back for a slightly better wide receiver. Bush. I know you were making fun of me for the T Y Hilton trade. I didn't think that was all that ridiculous. Sending an AJ green and Madison for uh, for T Y Hilton. I didn't think so that was sending
0: me a backup and an injured player for T Y Hilton. Oh, right.
2: Yeah. And again, it's that bias after the draft I was talking about. You you don't think AJ Green's any good because he's not on your team. Right? I don't and think AJ Green's any, good because he, he hasn't played <laughs> in
0: 14 consecutive NFL games in like three years. That's
2: what I was going to say. I was going to say
0: 18
1: oh, NFL yeah, games, he's on a team with a rookie AJ quarterback, Green. one of the hardest divisions in football. That's right. maybe one of the reasons but why you AJ have Green's to definitely.
2: admit there is some value in the talent of AJ Green, even though he has been injured. There is some value there. You can't say he's worthless, can't move him, you know?
0: I considered that trade, Kev. Of all the 25 trade proposals you sent, that one I considered the most. I think that one was most even, honestly. I, I'll i tell you the trade that was most even, Kev. The trade that was most even is the one that literally Yahoo said was a dead-even trade for Duke Johnson and Alexander Madison. Literally, the analytics where you click evaluate trade shows your week-by-week week points, Right every other trade kevin proposed i was losing like two points a week average this trade duke and alexander madison was dead even week one to 16. and now projections are projections but when they come out dead even
1: in the projections you can tell that they're a similar ranked player and honestly from an outside opinion looking in madison who and right. do and do Johnson right right Madison yeah. who and do I don't see why are we even talking about backup running back trades like it should just yes accept switch exactly. offer, that's done, why we handcuffed. send the proposals it
2: gets the people buzzing you know we, we're having no, fun it, it, that should
1: have been the last <laughs> proposal it's an even trade to hang okay, up well, running here's another back.
2: One. so I sent I sent yeah. Madison for Matt Brita and the points were equal equal And Bush was doing his, no, you know, he, he might be the guy in Miami. It's going to be a timeshare with Jordan Howard, but he might, he might be the guy. Okay. My other point, if, if you would, if you would allow me to explain, there was
0: two points. One, he's going to be running back by committee with Howard in Miami. Two, I watched him play for the San Francisco 49ers. And the guy is an absolute lightning bolt on. I mean, he's like a Tyreek Hill speed wise. Like he's insane. Okay. The other thing here too, Kev, is that Matt Breida, brother, I picked him up strictly as a bi-week replacement because I had two, I have two running backs and obviously bi-weeks, you need it. You need a guy that you can rely on. Matt Breida for me was a guy who was on the board and I could use him as a, as a bi-week fill-in and that, and you know, your argument, Kev, was that, um, you know, you can just pick up a guy off the waiver wire for your bi-week running back. But, why would I do that when I can get a solid guy to just sit on my bench and then use him for that bye week And then if I want to trade him, I can trade him. I mean, it's, it's, it's chilling. You I don't know? disagree. I it
2: yeah, I don't disagree. All I'm saying is you got – I looked at you. I think your bye week running backs were seven and eight. And in my head, that means I have seven or eight weeks to figure out a good replacement player. I can move my assets around, and by that week seven, week eight, I feel like I should try and have a good player there. Um, I don't feel the need to rush that. I don't feel the need to lock um, anybody on my bench in for a week seven roster spot at this point. Everything's fluid. I'm, you know, we're, like I said, we're just trying to have some fun out here.
0: Why move assets when you can get the guy you want to sit on your bench for seven to eight weeks? Why move
1: assets when you haven't put them even into work yet? That's what I am just still (laughs) stuck on. I'm still stuck on. Like we haven't played a week of football. If you drafted the guy, and made a bad decision, I guess that's why you're traded. But, like, literally, I can't come to any result other than that. I get the buzz. I love the buzz. I'll send a couple trade offers when I'm ready. But right now, I have no idea what this team's going to look like.
2: Yeah. No idea what they're going to look like. Like I said, that's the fun of it. That's the fun of fantasy football. No one – and that's the thing, too. Everything's potential. Everything's projections. No one knows anything. But I want
1: to ride with my potential that I drafted currently.
0: For at least one week. (laughs)
1: For at least one week. I'd love to see him one week. (laughs)
0: that's fair. i can respect we, that we haven't even gotten into this yet and i and i'm highly interested um you know you didn't have an insanely good draft according to yahoo but you haven't really said much about your team in general are do you like them do you not like them are you doing just sitting here waiting it out looking for trades thanks for where asking. are you with your team
1: yeah thanks for asking i mean i love my team Because I haven't. Have have you gotten a trade yet? Have you gotten a trade? you gotten five from Kevin. You haven't got one from me yet. So first (laughs) off, I do like my team. My team is a very solid NFL team. I have Patrick Mahomes, reigning Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. Saquon Barkley is my number one running back. Very good in PPR. My wide receivers. This is where my team could be good or great in my wide receiving core. And I have two rookie wideouts, CeeDee Lamb, and Jerry Judy on my squad that could either make or break my roster. Now CD is looking like he might be the two in Dallas. And if he is the two in Dallas, it's a home run for me. When Amari is double covered, he's hitting, you know, he's hitting the the long ball. The problem is Gallup kind of scares me that Gallup could take some points away from CD early. And also Judy scares me because Drew Locke, I like him. I don't know if Drew Locke's the guy still to get hardcore fantasy points to Judy. Other than that, I love my team. I really wanted the Steelers defense. Didn't get the Steelers defense. I got Juju on my squad. Um I'm trying to think of my other running backs. I only have one running back on my bench, heavy, heavy wideout, which scares me. But other than that, dude, I I I drafted my team. I have a rainy Super Bowl MVP. I have or champion. I have Saquon Barkley, Juju, who's coming back with Big Ben healthy, a couple of wide receivers under his. I, I feel good. I feel good. I don't need to make any moves. That didn't happen yet. Week four, we'll talk, but right now, right now. Let's see what the rookies can do. Let's let the guys play ball. And when I beat the football team,
0: we'll talk. (laughs) We'll see you. Um, So I I have two things to add here. One, uh, Deaver, your fantasy football team is a prime example of going for it on fourth and down. Like you have all these rookies that could either explode your team or just absolutely have a shite season. And you're trading draft picks, which by the way, we are now able to trade in our league. Yes. We can trade draft picks for 2021. So let's keep an eye on those because uh, the football team's not going to have any first or second rounders next. Year. Uh, <laughs> and, hey, he's
1: not good at drafting. If this is, if this is how he acts yeah. before week one.
0: Yeah. Um, so the other thing here too, Kev, um, because I was on the receiving end of this a lot last year in fantasy football, um, keep an eye out for Mr. Deaver here, uh, talks the most shite I've ever heard in my life for, for a football team, uh, fantasy football team. Okay. Um, and, and, and truly he he's relentless with the trash talk and, and at some times it really gets you upset. I, I was, I was as mentally upset for, for a little bit last season. Cool. Um, a
1: couple and- things about my trap trash talk the play did the work right there was no there was really little pre festivity chatter it was all post festivity chatter the first second and third time i beat you three <laughs> times that season i defeated oh, you in fantasy football three times some i think the one was a huge come from behind victory on monday night it was probably yeah, like a it 40 come yeah. from behind 40 it points was. second best not football only, game of
0: the season best not, one of the it season. was not yeah. only
1: can i trash talk i'm the meme guy i'm the video guy
0: yeah I know it's it's a dangerous it's
1: a very dangerous I have the Instagram account credentials it's a very scary place yes step up to the plate against me
0: indeed it is um Deves uh, the other thing too here with uh fantasy football last year in last year's season because we never really recapped last year's season because I think Piper won and his team was auto-drafted or something unbelievable playoffs rolled around these and your team's a little sketchy. Your team got knocked out in the first round by, I, I can't remember who, but let's see, let's see what your team does this year. I'm and excited. It's,
1: and it's funny because it was the off night. You can't have those off nights and that's fine. One, one of my things for fantasy football is as long as I don't get beaten by my own bench, I'm okay with it. You really can't control what they do. week in and week out. you can control the decisions you make as a general manager. And as long as I don't get defeated by my bench, I'm cool with it. And the entire season, I really didn't get beat by my bench. I yeah. really didn't leave a ton of points out on the board. And even in that playoff matchup, I was okay with it because my players did the work all year long. I went into in the playoffs as like the one, two, or three seed, pretty sure like the two or three seed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I did the work. My bench didn't beat me. I just
0: got beaten. Mm-hmm. So before we uh, conclude this here, Kev, what's your outlook on the season? What do you anticipate to do? Give us by like week five, where do you think your team picture's at? Where are you projecting to finish? And will you be trading draft picks for 2021?
2: Mm. That's, that's a lot. Um, so I actually have a question. How many teams make the the playoffs? Top six. I guarantee I will make the playoffs. Oh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Thank you. Got it. Guarantee okay. will be a playoffs. Yep, Guaranteed. Yep.
0: Um, will you have a better record than the auto-drafted P- M- uh, Piper and Mead team? That's my
2: goal. That okay. that is my goal. I, I've got sights set on that one. Okay, um, taking that one down too. Yeah, take that one down. Now, are we talking better at the end of the season, or are we talking like kind of mid-season here? Uh, Just end of the
1: season. End of the season.
2: season. Yeah, I I would like to think that I would have a, a better record. Um,
1: I address a team. Okay.
2: Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to guarantee a championship or anything, but I, I guarantee I will make the playoffs. And I think, roster, to win. Okay. I think my Taking roster. I think my roster by four or five weeks from now is going to be better than my roster is right now. And I also think I have a really good roster right now. I think I have the most depth of anybody in the league.
0: You dropped the backup running back for a kicker. my dog <laughs> dude What?
2: Is I did. I don't I know I what's going on. I'm confused. I'm confused. I, I'm, I'll, you guys can can talk all the talk you want. We will let because we're, we're going to put up our rosters on on the on the Instagram page. We're going to have weekly matchups. We're going to see what the people think. And, you know, you guys, you guys, Adam Schefter is giving me a hard time in the group (laughs) chat recently. But uh, I think it's going to be a fun season for the football team. You know, I thought you,
0: even got in on it. <laughs>
1: I I,
2: I, did thought, get one in today.
1: I thought you'd want better from your football team after all those years with Dan Snyder. I really thought you'd be a different owner, Cal. Oh, don't even I get really, me started I
2: really, on. Don't even get me
1: started. No, I won't. I won't. That was that was that was that was low. That was a low blow. That was a low that's, blow. A, that's a pause. Back to the corner,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thanks
1: for coming on, man. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back for some more fantasy updates, and we'll see how many players are still on your team the next time we talk to you on this podcast?
2: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to a good season. Um, and yeah, that's actually part of the reason why I enjoy fantasy football so much is because my football team in the real world has not been uh, that much fun to, to watch the last couple of years. So, you know, we're just rocking around, having fun, playing fantasy, uh, getting the boys going. And uh, thanks for having me on here, boys.
1: Yes, sir. You guys can check out ThinkCap. He's on the free parking podcast, family of podcasts, wherever you get your streaming done. New episodes every single week. And I think we got a new one just coming up in a
2: couple of days. Yep. Should be out on Monday, Labor Day.
1: Beautiful. Working on the weekend.
2: Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, guys.
1: And the last bit of news here for episode 44 of the Free Parking Podcast, Bush and I put our heads together, and we came up with a little idea to get the free parking community a little bit more involved in the podcast. Now, we had a ton of excellent guests so far, former athletes, current athletes, aspiring professional football, baseball, whatever you want to call it, players, Now we want to hear from you guys. So Bush and I came up with this idea. Free parking is going to open the phone lines. How many times are you driving, listen to our podcast or another sports radio outlet or another podcast and you want to have a chance to chime in? You want to get your voice and opinion heard. That's one of the reasons we started this podcast is we wanted to get our takes, our rants, our antics out there for the world to hear. Well, we want to give you guys the opportunity to get that same voice heard and what we're doing is opening the phone lines the free parking phone lines are now open we've created a uh, form to fill out sign up tell us your name your contact info so we can get a hold of you and we want you to join us for an episode of the free parking podcast with a topic of your choice that we will give you five to ten minutes to talk about so you want to talk about the dallas cowboys bring them on you want to talk about the la clippers Bring him on. You want to talk about LeBron's new shoes that he's wearing in the Western Conference Finals when he finally gets there. Come on down. We're excited about this one. It's going to bring some diversity to the podcast, new topics, new opinions, new people, new faces, and we want you guys to share it with your community as well. So really excited for this one.
0: The phone lines are open. The phone lines are open, baby. And with that, episode 44, Ryan Deaver, Chemo teaming in, Hank Aaron episode. It was wrapped. It. I'm feeling like real. I feel like a prince. I'm feeling myself. I'm
1: loaded with bills. Cause I wasn't blessed with no Uncle Phil. Don't know how it feels. I wanted to flex. They told me to chill. I'm making a flip. My life is a flick. Now load up the flip. You feeling like me? I feel like a prince that turned to a king. Found me a queen started a family and got me a team on top of my dreams join her i know you inspired by me like i was inspired by Nelson mandela i give him a rose for every endeavor but shout out to julia serving One-